I hate the Yankees. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. You know what I mean when I say that, but I hate the Yankees. Baseball's ruined. Thankfully, we got the sports pen, and thankfully, it's ABC 10 Wednesday. I'm Tanner Hoops. Glad to have you along. Making my day better is the return of Tyree Smith. They've been working him <laughs> down with everything they've got over at ABC 10, squeezing everything out of him, but it's good to see you, my man. What's up? Thanks, Tanner. I'm I'm really happy to be back. It's been like, what, a month? Something uh, you've around been busy. There? I've been busy, man. Wednesdays are a busy day at ABC 10. You, I'm telling you, we always got a lot of things going on, but somehow I was able to sneak away from the box and uh, get get to do the sports pin with my man again. And we're thankful for that. I know it's only going to get busier with basketball starting, winter sports, and we'll transition right into the spring after that. Doesn't get a whole lot less busy for either you or me around here, but maybe a little break around the holidays. Maybe a little time to enjoy stuff around Christmas. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but a real um, time to relax is going to be summer. Summer's going to be fun. Summer is going to be You know, and it'll be your first summer up here. I know. Summer's a good place to be up here. I'm excited. I'm excited. Get on the lake, you know, maybe surf, maybe do a little bit of that. You can't do that till at least like August, though. August? August. I'll take it. Otherwise, it's too cold. Okay. You'll get hypothermia in five minutes. I, I see people. Hey, people are out there right now, aren't they? Something like that. <laughs> Don't they like snow ice, snow surf, whatever it's called? Uh, they ice fish up here. Okay. Mm, I, I don't know about that one. No? No, I don't know about ice fishing. I've never tried ice fishing. I've wanted to, though. Mm, I don't know. I don't see the, the... What's the point of ice fishing? Is it supposed to get the fish to, like, bite faster or something? I, I honestly don't know. It just looks like one of those things. I don't know if I'll like it, but I do want to try it. Hmm. I want to try. Now nah, I gotta try snowboarding, something like that. Snowboarding would be fun. I I I don't think I'm gonna be like you know in the. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be a Sean White or something like no. that. But but uh, we'll we'll, we'll see. You we'll know, see. I, I would like to go out there and try it. Go to Marquette Mountain. Go to Ishpeming. Try their ski. Mm. Any of the fine resorts around here. Mm-hmm. I am terrified of breaking my leg. <laughs> I've never done it before, and I really don't need a broken leg right now. I'm I'm glad you are terrified of that. I'm, I'm happy about that. So may, maybe you might think twice when you get to the top. I'm getting on an airplane in 10 days, and I don't want to do that with a broken leg. That's fair. I'm getting on an airplane, and uh, today's the 11th, right? Today's uh, the 11th? Uh, about 17 days. 17 days? 17 days. Go back to Florida for Christmas? Yes, sir. What is Christmas like in Florida without snow, without anything like that? Does it feel Christmassy? Um, to be honest, nope. <laughs> People go to the beach on Christmas. Really? And I'm like, all right, that's not what we should be doing. We should be inside. Hot cocoa, some eggnog, and some sports. Nah, people outside in the beach, playing on the lawn, stuff like that. I'm like, all right, well, now I'm here where it's going to be snow and mm-hmm. cold, and I'll get a real white Christmas is what they call it. Hey, I appreciate you wearing shorts, though, on your way in. There's <laughs> always that guy, and today Tyree is that guy. I am that guy. I am wearing shorts, everybody, and I think it's five degree, maybe negative. It was negative earlier, yep. so uh, I, I was like, eh, let's see how it feels. I walked outside, I was like, I can handle it. I mean, the sun is out. The sun is out. The sun out. is shining. It looks like it should be at least like 20 or 30 or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it's n- not even close. But I'm living. I'm living like Larry. You know, uh, thankfully, our head honcho, Tom Mogish, our general manager, uh, he's stepped out for the moment. He was... He wasn't upset. He never gets upset. You know, he's a mild-mannered guy. He wasn't happy, though, when he saw me come to the office yesterday without a winter hat. And he did not like my explanation that it messes up my hair. (laughs) 
he wasn't cares buying about, it. He cares he about care your well being. I know he does. I know he did. And he's from Minnesota, so he knows all about growing up and stuff like this. Okay, yeah. Is, is it, it's bad like uh, in Minnesota as well. It can it? get there. I, I was talking to my grandfather who lives in northwest Minnesota a couple of days ago, mm. and he asked me what the temperature is. I said, oh, it's like 11 or something. He's like... Well, it's like minus 15 here. And I'm like, okay. Mm, minus 15. Do they have snow? They do have snow. Mm, yeah, okay. I think we're in a better place right now. You know, the only time that I've spent a Christmas in a place without snow was when, I think maybe seven years ago, I went down to just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. My grandparents lived down there at the time. You know, it's kind of fun and everything, mm-hmm. but you know, I feel like you need snow at Christmas. You do need snow at Christmas, but I mean, sometimes you, you want to walk outside without your shirts, and, <laughs> and, and you, you can't you can't do that living here um, during Christmas time or in Minnesota, bro. No. So, have you have man. you ever had a Christmas with snow? No, no. Uh, this will be your actually, first. no. I I had. Um, when I was growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, mm. there were, it, it snows. It snows in Georgia. It does, but it's 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 not like it's not like here at all. Like, I, I love Atlanta. Atlanta. I was talking to amazing. somebody who used to live in Atlanta the other day, and it is one of my favorite cities ever. Really, I've never gone there and not had a good time. Really, it, it's it is amazing. Great food too. I went there twice while I was in college. I was down there. I was up for some awards and everything, and oh, you know, God. getting the awards made it a fun city. But then the people I met there, the stuff that I did down there was mm-hmm. fun. You know, that's off air stuff. One of my favorite memories, though, is I get to the hotel. Okay, I get my room key from the manager there, mm-hmm. and he gives me the room key seventeen thirty eight. And we were in college <laughs> at the time, and. Fetty Wap, you know, he was pumping out Trap Queen and <laughs> jams like that. And exactly. I start, you know, doing a few Fetty Wap verses. So the manager's impressed. Right. And he gives me uh, this, like, gold card or something. He says that I am tenant of the day or something like that, like resident of the day. Okay. So it's like free meals and stuff at the a la carte for the day. Really? <laughs> I was like... I need to go to that hotel and start I, singing. All I had to do was make a Fetty Wap reference. All right. There we go. I like it. I, I love Atlanta. I guarantee you gained, you gained a few pounds when you came back because they got great food over Oh, there. I love it. I love that city. Oh, man. I, I need to go back as soon as possible. <laughs> I'd love to go see Atlanta again. <laughs> we'll take a trip. We'll take we'll, a trip. We'll do it. We'll have to go down there, bro, down in Atlanta. It's I'm a fun it. city. It is fun. I'm here for it. We're getting get into a lot of trouble, and we will not talk about it on the sports show. <laughs> I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Let's start the day with some football because I want to avoid talking about the Yankees as much as I can. <laughs> Let's get into our pick standings, and we'll take a look at week 15. Jake Durant tied me for the lead. We're both 45 and 25 because... I decided to pick the Giants on Monday Night Football. That was more wishful oh, thinking. Oh. I didn't think they'd win. I thought they could win. I wanted them to. Mm. Ryan Stieg and you, Tyree, are both 41 and 29. Michael is 37 and 33. So wow. here's what we're picking. This Yeah, we're starting to spread the gap on Michael a little bit. But. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. Here's what we're picking this week. Thursday Night Football, we've got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at home against the Jets. Um. Mm. This isn't a toughie for me, is it for you? No, not at all. <laughs> Let's go Ravens on that one. We're going with Easy. the Ravens on this one. Lamar is going to continue his MVP race, yes, uh, his sir. candidacy. Is it even a race anymore? No. He's got it. Not, not. Oh, he won the race. Yeah, he, he, yeah, did. he, he won. You it's know, over. And Russ has, he, I wouldn't say he's fallen off a cliff the last month, but he hasn't been 
MVP caliber this last month. No, he slowed down a little bit, especially after that um, a pretty bad loss to the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to catch him. How about the early game here in ESPN-UP Sunday? We've got another AFC South game. We've got Houston trying to bounce back. They take on Tennessee, who suddenly won four in a row with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. <laughs> the rise of Tannehill. Oh, my goodness. That's a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I don't know, because Houston has not looked good the past two weeks. Well, they they looked bad Sunday against Denver. Did you see their linebackers showed up dressed as Average Joes, the mm-hmm. dodgeball team? Yep. And then they literally played like Average Joes. They so played below average. I don't it know what horrible. they're going to dress like on Sunday. I hope it's football players. I, <laughs> I hope so. Quit with the costumes. It worked against the Patriots. They should have stopped mm-hmm. there. Right. I do know, though, that every time Houston's lost this year, they followed it up by winning their next two games. Mm. And I get the feeling that... Deshaun Watson is an amazing quarterback. I know, and I just I still think this team has what it takes to win the division. I still think they're the best team in that division. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Houston to win in the road. I'll go on Houston, too. All it's, right. it's okay. I mean, I'm tied for second, right? Tied for third. Third? Okay, I'll third, take technically. it. All right. I'll take it. All right. How about the afternoon game? We've got the Vikings on the road taking on the Chargers, who just looked angry last week as they thumped Jacksonville. <laughs> angry. They did. <laughs> because they're they're basically out of the playoffs. They are. Yeah. A cut, cam, coming from last year, where they went when they went to the, um, I believe it was the, a, it, no, I'm, I'm thinking AFC Chargers. They were 12-4 and four last year. Right, right. They got to play the, the Patriots in the Divisional, and mm-hmm. it just it, it didn't work out too well for mm-hmm. that one. And now they're not even going to the playoffs. Nope. Goodness, um, no, we're, we're, I can't choose Chargers. Yep. I want to. So I, know, bad, I know, but Vikings have been they've been pretty good. Kirk Cousins after that Adam Thielen talk, what was it, week one, week two? Yep. He he's definitely picked it up. We're he going really Vikings. Has. All right, I'm going Vikings as well. I still think that they're right in the thick of things to win the division, but mm-hmm. they got a little extra motivation because the Bears and Rams are both playing well and they're both threatening to catch them. Bears, I, I trust Bears more than the Rams right now. Yeah, I do too. Definitely, I would say so. How about Sunday Night Football, the flex game, Buffalo at Pittsburgh? This was the toughest one for me to pick. Buffalo. think so. Definitely. Buffalo. Buffalo is hot. They are. I understand they lost to the Ravens, but they lost to the best team in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. I can't say it's the Saints, guys. I can't say it's the Saints right now. But, nah, nah. Buffalo, easy. Easy. You know, being at home, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I love the way that Mike really? Tomlin has handled this team. I mean, Mike Tomlin is going to win Coach of the Year. If Harbaugh doesn't, it's one of those two. Okay. But I just can't say enough about the job that Tomlin's done, especially after the rebound from last year. I think Pittsburgh can do this. They've been doing it with Duck Hodges and James I, I don't even Washington, know <laughs> fourth string quarterback. Where did he come from? He came from Samford. Really? Samford. Okay, I mean, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, mm-hmm. Sanford's decent. Yeah, I mean, they're you know a mid-major. They're mm-hmm. one of those FCS schools. FCS, yeah, yeah, and somehow they're doing it. I mean, yes, yes, they're decent. They look decent right now. But can I? Would I really trust them to beat Buffalo? That that right now they can they they have a chance to win the division. They do from the actually. Patriots. They do. Nah, we're going Buffalo. They have every they they have everything to win and a lot to lose. How about Monday night football? We've got the Colts on the Come road on taking now. on the New Orleans Saints. Listen, that was a bad 
battle this past weekend, guys. <laughs> a battle. We fought hard, but Michael's team came out on top. But mm. it's okay. It was a okay. I'm okay with that loss. Cause it was we were, a good game. It was a great game. Yeah. It showed that our offense still has what it takes. We need another receiver. Yep. You can't just throw to Michael Thomas every time. But it showed us that we got the stuff, and I think we're going to bounce back against the Colts. I also have yeah. the Saints winning this one. Yeah, the Colts, I mean, eh, what are they, 6-7 and seven right now? 6-7? and yep. seven. Yeah, no. At one point, it looked like Frank Wright could win Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. You know, they started really well, despite Andrew Luck retiring less mm-hmm. than a month before the season, and they've just hit a wall since then. I don't know what's happened with Jacoby. I mean, he mm-hmm. signed the extension, he started off well, but now he, he's throwing like picks after picks, and anyone, I don't get it. Anyone who gets their money suddenly regresses. Basically, Once except Michael Thomas. Money. Except Michael Thomas, true. He got it. What was it? Four or five years, ninety-nine million dollars from us Saints, and he's he's having an MVP caliber, MVP caliber season. Ezekiel Elliott, he gets his money. He's a shell of himself. It's just once you get paid, most of the time the athlete regresses. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I mean, we're calling Zeke a shell of himself. He's, he's, he still has a thousand yards. Well, right I'm, now. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not Zeke. He's, he's not, not. No, he's Zeke not. We're used and, to seeing. Which, which is saying a lot that mm-hmm. he's still pretty darn good at this moment. Mm-hmm. He's just not, you know, winning the rushing champ this year. I'm hoping, you know, selfishly, I never try to wish bad things on anybody, but mm-hmm. selfishly, I'm kind of hoping that happens to Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees. <laughs> oh, man, they ruined baseball. About midnight last night, it was announced that was the Yankees midnight? got their man. Just after midnight, I remember I was thinking... Oh, man, it's midnight. I better go to bed. I do my last check of social media, mm-hmm. and I see Garrett Cole signs with the Yankees. Nine years, $324 million, a new record. Good, good, the Yankees get the most dominant pitcher in baseball. I saw that, and I was just like, I should text Michael or Tanner, but I don't know if either one of them is happy. So I'll leave it be. <laughs> I'll leave it be tomorrow because, my God. Goodness, Houston dropped the ball on that one. Oh, man. You know, the Dodgers were in contention for him. Dodgers Dodgers and Angels. I was hoping he would go to the Dodgers and play in the (laughs) National League. Listen, go to the Dodgers. We're still going to choke. My goodness. (laughs) It doesn't even matter at this point. But I was like, all right. Either Yankees, they they have to win the World Series next year, right? They have to now. They have to. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't, they're like the 2004 Yankees, I believe. Something like that. Something like that. Had all... All the talent they could have in the world, and then just flop. It's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like if you look at it, the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. They they signed all these one year deals to just so they could win, and they're like, what is it, seven and five, something yep. like that? Yeah, exactly. So they have to win now. They have to. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> As a Minnesota Twins fan, okay, that's fair and enough. Th- this ruins baseball more than the NBA was ruined when Kevin Durant went to Golden State. Okay, see, I like that I reference. think it does. <laughs> it I really was do. upset when KD did that. <laughs> Not happy. This time, I'm like, eh. It, listen, the Yankees, they, oh my goodness, they're like, I don't want to say they're America's baseball team, mm-hmm. but technically. Technically, yeah. Technically, they're the most recognizable brand. Exactly. So, I mean, it's okay if they they win. I kind of wanted them to go to the World Series this year, mm-hmm. and and they choked. <laughs> so that didn't work out. So I'm kind of okay with it. If they, it, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it. I'm neither a Yankees nor a Houston fan or Angels. I was the Dodger now. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, Dodgers in contention, but whatever. We still got talent on our team. He's- so. Still got a chance to get mad bum. Yeah, but I mean, 
Listen, it doesn't matter what we do. <laughs> we find some way to lose. I don't know. I feel like we look for ways. Like, we're in, like, what? What was it? Game 7 when we were in Houston? Mm-hmm. And we found some way to lose in an extra inning. I'm just like, guys. Guys, it's not that hard. I need to I need to put on a jersey and I need to go out there swing some swing, swing the bat because obviously nobody wants to hit the ball. Whew, sorry guys, I went on a rant, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was an interesting contract sign. I saw it and my eyes popped. I was just, like nine years. He's like he's like what twenty nine right now? Um, I'm not sure how old he's about there. He's right around thirty. Twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. you know he's got an opt out after five years, so in mm-hmm. all likelihood it's a five year deal, basically. But the money he's getting. The money he's getting. I need to be friends with him. <laughs> In we- fact, <laughs> here, this is, I love this. Based on his averages from last season, mm-hmm. with his $324 million contract, he will be averaging you know, roughly about $9,200 for every pitch that he throws. $9,200 per pitch. One, really? $169.5 thousand for every inning. And one... Point zero nine million every time he takes the mound. You know what I could do with just nine thousand dollars? My goodness! Oh my lord! You, you did the calculations on that? No, somebody else did. I'm just oh. taking credit for the work. Oh, I was gonna say Tanner. Wow, man, I'm impressed. <laughs> I believe that's from ESPN. I think they're the ones who deserve credit for it. Uh, John Heyman. John, John Heyman is the one who deserves credit. For John, good job, man. Good job on the calculations. Pretty that's that's pretty good. That's I pretty bet good. John didn't even do. It. He just had some egghead. And, and and then he put his name. Was like, yeah, I did it, guys. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. Tanner Hoops, along with Tyree Smith, glad to have you along. Let's take a timeout when we come back for the fourth time this season. Top-ranked team in college basketball went down. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to Tanner Hoops. Tyree Smith with you. Glad to have you along. For the fourth time this season, the top-ranked team in college basketball went down last night. But was that the most impressive thing that happened in college hoops? Well... Maybe because J.J. Culver, a name that not a lot of people knew before last night, mm-hmm. he's the younger brother of Jarrett Culver. He went to the national title game with Texas Tech last year. Mm-hmm. He's currently playing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. His brother plays NAIA basketball, yep. and he scored 100 points last night in Wayland Baptist uh, victory over Southwest Adventist, 124-60. to 60. 100 points for J.J. Culver on 34 of 62 shooting. That is very impressive. It's pretty good. I don't I don't know if that – now NBA's looking at him like, oh, this guy shoot. But like 100 points? 100 points. What is the rest of your team doing? He had 33 three-point field goals attempted last night. Okay. The rest of his team combined attempted 15 shots overall. 15? <laughs> Compared to 15? 33 threes. My goodness, his team's not there. He's the team. He just has four other people just standing there. Pass me the ball. I'm going to shoot. 100 wow. of their 124 points scored by J.J. Culver. That, okay, for the te- for him, that's mm-hmm. amazing. For the team, that's horrible. I would love to get him or the coach or the team on. Like, I would love to interview them and just be like, how did you go about At what point did you decide you wanted to get J.J. 100? Because this can't just happen. Like, the team has to decide, we're feeding him the ball so we can get to 100. Like, mm-hmm. this can't happen just 
organically. Basically, you remember, um, it was a long time ago, Grinnell, Iowa. Jack Taylor. Yeah, what mm-hmm. was it, 130 points? 138. Goodness. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get what coaches decided to They're like, ah, you know what, guys, you guys take a rest. Hey, hey, you just shoot the ball the About whole time. six, seven years ago, and I've called games from that gym. My college played Grinnell. And, mm. you know, their style is just they go up the floor mm-hmm. and they just shoot. They don't pass the ball. They just shoot. Their philosophy is get as many shots up as possible because we recruit good enough shooters that if we get enough shots up, then we're going to make most of them. You know, they consistently average over 100 points a game doing it. That's what Grinnell does. Because I, yeah. I went to Beloit College, and yeah. that's a ri- rival, whatever, I guess. <laughs> They're in that conference, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would always, I'm always at the games and watching. I'm just like, gosh, Grinnell pushes the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to stop him. Come on, spread the defense. It doesn't matter. They just get to the three-point and shoot, and they make it. You know, Greenville? Yeah. Greenville does that. Really? Yeah, Greenville does that. My college played them. Final score in that game was 140 to 126. 140? Yeah. So there's no defense being There's played. no defense when you do that. All right, interesting. Wow. You know, and that was the thing. My college wasn't a school that would do that. They wouldn't run the Grinnell offense, but mm-hmm. they said since we're playing Greenville, we have to run this just for one game to keep right, up. Right, right, right. Your college was D3 as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. D3 okay. in Northwestern Iowa. So they also played Nebraska Wesleyan, who mm. was part of their conference out in Lincoln, Nebraska, and they do the same thing. They consistently average over 100 points a game. They won the D3 title, I think, two years ago. I think back in 2017, they won the national title doing it. Really? It's just like... This is starting to become the norm. I get offense is big, mm-hmm. but there are so many other schools that are taking this on now and pushing big offense. Get as many shots up as you can. Basically, they listen. They run. They want. They want to run the score up. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I get. I don't know. I don't see the real philosophy in that. I, I'm like the little old school. You know, packing the ball. Yeah. Lots, lots of great defense being played. Mm-hmm. Not too many. Uh, um, whistles being blown, but hey, that's not the way. Now everybody want to be Steph Curry and just keep shooting threes. And, yeah. Like if every game would be an NBA All Star score, I don't think I'd like that. But every once mm-hmm. in a while, it's fun to see a track meet, right? But I feel like there should be maybe one team, like per conference, if if that that does the Grinnell style of offense. It's kind of like a team who runs the triple option. It's like okay. you will find at least one in every football conference. That's fair. It yeah. seems like it, yeah. yeah. You, Grinnell, they, <laughs> their team runs the job. Uh, Grinnell does. Yeah. Northwood, if you want to compare it to the Gleag. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I know can't... back in my school's conference, you know, Luther College. Oh, I've heard of Decora, that. They okay. run it. Okay. I know um, if you want to look at um, major D1 programs, uh, Georgia Tech runs. Georgia Tech. Yeah, they, they it's successful to us. You've got all the military schools and their respective conferences. I don't think the Big Ten has one, though. Mm. The Big Ten might be the exception. Yeah, no, no, no. I think... Nah, nah, that, that's not what they like to do. Somebody needs to start at the Big Ten. Or maybe not. Don't do it. R- R- who? Who? Uh, Rutgers? I don't know. Nothing else worked for them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They got their old coach back, though. They got Greg Schiano back, it's, for better or for worse. Uh, we're going to find out next season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's going to change anything over there. but I mean, probably not. I mean, can they beat like Ohio State now or something like that? Not next year. Okay. Not in the near future. Nope. All right. Well, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, they just want to compete for the ship like everybody. Uh, it uh, might be a while before they do that. I'm telling you, if they, listen, I saw this online somewhere on Twitter that if they had, you know, if they went to the 18 playoff, mm-hmm. 
every team, one team from every conference should be, can be in it. You would think. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I talked with Mike Golick Jr. on here yesterday, and this season we both agree really wasn't an argument for an 18 playoff, even though I would like to see it. Right. Because there were clearly four teams who deserved it more than anybody else this year. Yeah. That being said, I still want to see it. I still want to see the 18 playoff. You never know what could happen. Right. I Memphis mean, could upset. Number one Clemson or something like that. That I mean, like, why would we have the 68 team NCAA tournament if we know that, you know, schools like the 16 seeds, like the Lipscombs and the Belmonts, are never going to get to the Final Four? We have them in there because of the chaos, because of the upsets, even though we know teams at the top are far and away better than them. Mm -hmm. You know, why would we shorten that down then? See, that's the thing. It makes it more exciting for the viewers as mm-hmm. well. But, like, if you had eight teams um, in the college football playoffs, it get it gives everyone a legit shot at the beginning of the season. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, not probably about 95% of the country is not going not gonna to make it. No. Like, they don't have any shot at all. Mm-hmm. But give it to um, give it to an eight-team playoff, every team in those major FBS, FBS conferences can make it in there. It's like we all know UCF was not good enough to contend for a national championship the last few years, but still, they didn't do anything wrong. They never got their chance to do it. Like, we know they weren't one of the four best teams. They weren't one of the four best, but I think they're top ten. Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. When they were undefeated, sure, and they Mm -hmm. definitely deserved a chance to compete for a title. Exactly. We'll never know how good those teams are with the current format. That's the problem. I mm-hmm. think hopefully they'll change it. I don't. If they change it, it won't be till probably twenty twenty. It'll be a while before they do it. Exactly. Which is unfortunate, but it doesn't take much to change it. Hey guys, we're gonna make it eight teams. Okay, cool. I don't. I don't. I don't see why it takes so long, but I do want to get into college football a little bit later on. But let's put the finishing touches on college basketball because last night, for the fourth time this season, the top ranked team in college hoops goes down. Louisville. Loses to Texas Tech. Speaking of which, great night for the Culver family. Mm. <laughs> JJ scores 100. Jarrett's alma mater takes down the top-ranked team in the country. So four number ones have now mm-hmm. gone down. Three times it's come to an unranked team. I mean, we've had parity years in college basketball before. Right. But this is unlike anything I can remember. See, I'm not, I'm not too hung up on it, mm. but I'm very – see, if, it, if they would have lost by, like, what? three or something like that mm-hmm. i'm like all right they lost by what was it 15 20 something around there uh, i think it was 13 13 they lost they lost 70 by, to 57 they lost by a decent margin yeah. that means there's something wrong with that number one team like there you can't <laughs> either either the um the people that vote on the top the uh you know the top 25 got it wrong so texas tech should be in there mm-hmm. or just louisville is not that good but that is you should not be losing to an unranked team like that. It probably means Kansas is going to be the top-ranked team in the country again. Mm-hmm. And is Kansas deserving of being number one? Because the best, uh, not even win, they lost to Duke. The best game that they had, the best opponent, they turned the ball over 28 times. Yeah, but at the point, they're still undefeated currently. Well, right. since then. Like, yeah, exactly. So that's all that, I mean, that matters. I mean, mm-hmm. Michigan, they're, still five, they're five right now. Yeah. They're five, but they, only, they lost to, like, Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> so that's fair. So, I mean, like... It, it it really depends. Honestly, I don't even know what they'd say in the committee could end up a committee room when they decide uh, we're gonna move up to five, four, one, two. But honestly, Louisville, they they'll probably go down to probably 
for. Because I, I wonder where they're going to drop them, because the committee will have a lot of respect for Texas Tech with what they did last year and how good their defense is. Mm-hmm. And they did beat Michigan, who's at number five. And mm-hmm. I don't anticipate them losing this week. They play Illinois tonight. They should win that game. Mm. So it makes me wonder, does Louisville slip out of the top five? I don't know if they do. If they slipped out of the top five, it's not the end of the world. They'll, no. probably, they'll probably go to six. Right, and it's still way too early for the rankings. Really way, way too early. March Madness is months away. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. And speaking of which, another top five team went down last night. Maryland on the road got beat by Penn State. I was talking with Jake Durant about this. I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Penn State may not make the tournament. Pat Chambers is on the hot seat as a head coach. Mm-hmm. But other than Cassius Winston, I do believe Lamar Stevens is the best player in the Big Ten, and he's so much fun to watch when he gets hot. Really? Yeah. You think so? Oh, I, I hold him in a lot, lot of regard. I like him. I like watching him play. Okay, he 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 can shoot threes. Yeah, he can shoot threes. So okay, I'll give you that. I, right. I'm trying to think because like Big Ten does have some players, I guess. You know, Ohio State's doing pretty well. They are. Ohio State's doing pretty well, mm-hmm. but no, that's a that's a that's a a, a sleeper awake kind of um athlete you mentioned. So I I'm I'm okay with that. I think he's a sleeper because his team's not that good. Not that they're not ranked or anything. No, no, no. no. Which is they did get that. Win over a top five team last right. night, though. But uh, I tell you what, a few other guys I do like in the Big Ten, though. I mm-hmm. really like Xavier Simpson from Michigan. I really like him a lot. I think uh, <laughs> he's good. He is pretty darn he good. He is pretty good. If there's a guy that I think is the Big Ten sleeper this year, it would be Joe Wieskamp from Iowa. I haven't watched too much. I, I seen I seen little clips of him. I haven't watched too much Iowa um, basketball, mm-hmm. but I can see what you mean by that. Yeah, I remember watching him in high school because he's from Muscatine, Iowa, mm. and you know he's a six foot six kid. He's coming into his sophomore year. He scores the ball efficiently. Only a sophomore. He is. Goodness you know, and he's not Iowa's best player, but I no. do think that he's a sleeper for them. The best player Iowa has is you know of course Luca Garza, who yeah. had forty four the other night in the loss to Michigan. Ah, oh, easy. That's easy. Yeah. Just forty four. You know, <laughs> that's pretty it, darn easy. That's a, yeah, that's a that's an off night for him. <laughs> no, no, I see what you mean. I mean, right now, Big Ten looking like Ohio State is very. I did not coming into the season. I didn't think Ohio State was going to be this well. Right, right. We all thought they'd be good, but we didn't know they'd be this good. No, but it's also early on, so mm-hmm. I can't I can't say too much. What are they ranked right now? Six. I think somewhere? they're six. Six. Eight. Yeah. So we still have time to see. But their t- football team's doing well. Their mm-hmm. basketball team's doing well. All right, I, their girls team is doing well yes. too. I believe, yeah. So, hey, listen, I guess it's a good time—a good time to be Ohio State fan. Good time to be an Iowa basketball fan. It's been a good week for Iowa basketball. I want to mm-hmm. make that plug. Hawkeyes win by twenty-one over the Gophers earlier good this Lord. week. How about the other night? Iowa State beat a ranked Seton Hall team, ranked sixteenth, and then Northern Iowa, always one of those pesky mid majors. They beat number twenty-four Colorado last night on the road. Really? Yeah. What was the score in on that one? Um, I think it was like 85-82. Okay. Don't quote me. It was a good game. No, 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 no. That's competitive. Yeah. That's close. That's keeping it close. Okay. Oh, Iowa fans. Yes. Y'all might switch me over. <laughs> no, y'all won't switch me over, but we'll, we'll see. I'm not a – I don't have a specific college basketball team. I just like some good college basketball because that – this is the one time where you can actually see true upsets, mm-hmm. and that's what's fun about it. And you love it. You love this time of the year with everything mm-hmm. that's been going on. and It's like a preview of March Madness. If we're getting this way around Christmas, think of what it's going to be like in March. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Listen, oh, by the way, we're, I'm just going to throw it out there since we're talking some basketball. 
L.A. Lakers, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! We are the doing it. Show. The Lake Show is back, baby. Woo! We are doing wonders. Just had to throw it out there. Tyree is on the Lakers, you know, not the bandwagon. You've been a fan even during last year's season. Mm-hmm. Trying to get you on the Iowa team bandwagon because, you know, you <laughs> Drake is pretty darn good. Drake University, sweet Listen. corn and buckets. Oh, my god. Sweet goodness. corn and buckets. You are... <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll go visit there on the weekend. Just be like, all right, what, what, what's Drake University about? See what it's about. Have you ever been to Iowa before? Yeah, e- every time. Well, well, you've played probably with Beloit. You've probably mm-hmm. played. We had to we there. had to go to Iowa. We faced. Um, we had to go play Grinnell. Yep. Um, I forgot what was the other Iowa team that we had to play. But I've been to Iowa a few times. Also been in there for um, track. Did you go to Cornell? No, no. Um, we yes, we was went there Cornell? once, yep. once or twice, and then we went to uh, Dubuque. Dubuque, yeah, yeah. We were in Dub- Dubuque. Is beautiful. Dubuque's a cool place. It is. It it's, really. It's is. hilly. It's not what you expect out of Iowa. Mm-mm. There's a lot of hills there. Yes, there. Listen, I wasn't driving, so I didn't. I didn't care, and it wasn't <laughs> snowing. But that football field, that track is a beautiful. It's pretty darn good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are. They are very good in track and football as well. They've got good facilities over there. They exactly. Really do. So I was like, ah, Iowa. Y'all, y'all, y'all got something. I mean, when we was going there, I didn't have any signal, but but when we got there, I had signal. So I was like, all right, you got a little something up. It's better than people give it credit for. It is, it I is, it is. is. Definitely, definitely. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Brought up the Lake Show. Let's check in on the NBA next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Glad to have you along. Here's your Sports Center update. Lots of MLB movement. The Phillies signed shortstop D.D. Gregorius to a one-year $14 million deal. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Rangers trade outfielder Nomar Mazzara to the White Sox and five-time All-Star outfielder Adam Jones signs a two-year deal with the Oryx Buffaloes of the Japanese Professional League. Uh, I always liked Adam Jones. Huh. I'm kind of surprised he had to go to Japan. No team in America would take him. He That's hit 260 last year. That's all I'm interested yeah. Really? I'm a little surprised. That What's the name of that Japanese there. team? The Oryx Buffaloes. Oryx Buffaloes. What about that? Hmm, I'll look them up. College football. Boston College running back A.J. Dillon has declared for the NFL draft and will not play in the Birmingham Bowl. Also, Memphis, uh, mm. Memphis head coach Mike Norvell, who was hired as the head coach of Florida State, will not coach the Tigers in the Cotton Bowl. Really? How about that? He's not going to coach them. That's a big one. That's a big bowl. They're facing... um Penn State? The exit. Okay, Penn State's going to win. <laughs> Penn State's going to win. James Franklin is not happy. Yeah, it. and that's probably why he's doing it. He's saying, you know what? I don't want this extra loss in my resume. I don't want to get blown out by Penn State when I'm taking over a Power 5 job. Mm-hmm. Florida... Ugh. Good Lord, Florida State. I hope they can pick it up next year. And finally, a Wyoming man was arrested for public intoxication after claiming that he was a time traveler who came to warn us of an upcoming alien invasion. The man was found shouting in the middle of the night on the streets of Casper, Wyoming, with a blood alcohol content of .136, claiming that he was from the year 2048. Aliens had captured him and forced him to get drunk, but he was able to hijack their teleportation pad and time travel back 30 years to warn us of the impending invasion. That's real? That was real. Wow. I don't know what he was drinking, but it was out of this world. I don't I don't know what he was drinking either, but I need, me and that man need to talk because that's a really elaborate discussion that he had to say while he was drunk. So you know what? I, I kind of believe him. You know, at least he knew he was drunk. He recognized he was drunk, and mm-hmm. that factored into a story that the aliens were the ones who did that to him. 
Wow. How about that? I like this man. We need to get him on the show? <laughs> we got a party with that guy. Oh, man. I, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to make it back from that one. <laughs> Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Where are we in the NBA? Well, Tyree's happy that the Lake Show is back. And boy, are they ever back. 21-3, and three, baby! Woo! It cannot be underestimated how big of a difference Anthony Davis makes to this team. And I know that's obvious. But really, the difference in this team compared to last year, he's getting shots on the possessions that Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball took up last year. And the point, listen, Lonzo... He was hurt most of the year last mm-hmm. year. His shot wasn't going in. And then it was eventually time like, yeah, we want Lonzo in L.A. because we see potential in him. But we had to get rid of him. Yeah. Now he's in, he's in Pelicans. He's doing decent. He's all right. But Anthony Davis is literally having an, him and LeBron both mm-hmm. having an MVP caliber season. So mm-hmm. far. So far. And, I mean, it's early. It's still early. But their offense flows so well. If you watch them, their ball movement is magnificent mm-hmm. they pass it they spread it everywhere they don't know they don't care who's on the court Dwight Howard has been an acquisition that we did not see he was going to be that good mm-hmm. he was signed his deal was like he'd make um depending on how many on uh, like 40,000 something like that whenever he played mm-hmm. but now I'm pretty sure they're guaranteeing his contract something like that because he's making a big difference yeah, in the he he's, he's not looking like too young of Dwight Howard where he was the man all around mm-hmm. but he's looking mid-age is like he's getting shots in dunks all of that it's one of those low risk high reward signings just like carmelo anthony now both those two have guaranteed contracts exactly carmelo's doing well too. oh man and i love it i, I love that carmelo love got his shot again and i love that he's excelling oh yes definitely but that portland team is not um hmm. no no they are not who they look like they were last year no no this is a team that made the conference finals last year albeit they got swept but they yeah. should be at least competitive again this year. And exactly. They only lost, um, what's his name, Entes? Um, Inez Cantor. Yeah, but he's he's on the Celtics and now. And they got Whiteside. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that Portland team. But it doesn't matter because the late show, baby, <laughs> they are doing well. And we are going to go to the finals because the Clippers are the best team in L.A. It's easy. They're going to win the Western Conference Finals against Houston. And then, bada bing, bada boom, got to face the Bucks. You think the Clippers are the best team in L.A.? No. I said they're going to beat the Clippers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We're going to beat the Clippers, and then they're going to face the Bucks in the finals. Okay. Because I don't. the Celtics? Eh. Oh, come on. Okay. Listen, they're not very, they, they do look hot right now. They're 17 and 5. You can make the argument they have a better resume than about every team in the NBA. I think they got a better resume than the Bucks. You know, the Bucks have the better record. Mm-hmm. But the Celtics, as far as a resume goes, they haven't lost at home yet. Right. All five of their losses have Neither come. Neither has with, 76ers? Well, yeah, but there's a big difference between how Boston's playing right <laughs> now and how the 76 Actually, two other teams in the East haven't lost at home either. The Heat lost at home, have they? Um, I don't know if they have because the they, Bucks have. they're third. They're third or fourth in the East right now. Yep, they're, they're ahead of Philadelphia. They're doing well. They're doing really well. Did not see that coming, but Jimmy Butler doing his thing. But here's the thing: now the Celtics have Gordon Hayward back. All five of their losses came without him. He makes a bigger difference to that lineup than people realize. And having Kemba back and healthy, I'm thankful he's not hurt. Oh yeah, it was just a little little concussion. I was terrified when I watched because I watched that happen live, and I was terrified. Yeah, I saw a hit. It 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 was bad, but it wasn't as bad as as um it people may be. think. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Of course, it was going to give him a concussion or something like that. But he was back in the next few games, and now they have Gordon Hayward in the paint, making twos like 
like out of nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, guys. Well, but they haven't played Giannis yet. They so. haven't played Giannis yet. No. So that's going to be interesting. But he's out tonight yep. against the Pelicans. Yep. So I mean, like, eh. I don't think they'll miss him against the Pelicans. No. And it doesn't sound long term. No, but they're going for their 16 straight, um, 16 straight that's win. That's true. So that it, it it could damage a little bit. It could a little bit. But we'll see. They should be fine. Celtics. Speaking of the 76ers, play Philadelphia tomorrow night. And that was a season opening loss for Boston that I'm still, you know, stings me a little bit because Philly really? did Philly didn't get better this offseason. No, they, they stayed did. the same, but that's the team their identity. Their identity was revolving around after they signed Ben Simmons to that nice contract. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they were revolving around Ben Simmons and Joel being able to make points in the paint, getting fast breakaways and things of that sort. Joel has not been too hot right no, he's now. Not. And but Ben Simmons is making threes now. He's not like the best shooter in the league right now. <laughs> is he still shooting a thousand? Up to so, like three so, of three for the season. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. But he the fact is he's making threes now. He's expanding his game. Mm-hmm. But the reason why the team's not excelling right now is Joel. You brought up Joel, and did you see that a report came out saying he feels the need to trash talk more? He says he's not trash talking enough, and that's why he's not playing well. Really? How about that? Honestly, I've seen his past. Like he's he's been in MVP conversations before, so I can't really say nothing. He's good. He's if that's good. what you need to do to get your game back up, buddy, I'm with it because I like Joel a lot. <laughs> so hey, do what you got to do, man. He had that. Altercation, I guess, with Carl Anthony Towns that spilled Ooh. over to social media. Mm-hmm. How about Cat this year? He's had put together a pretty darn good year, and so has Andrew Wiggins after a slow start. They're trying. They are. They're trying to listen. They're trying to build that Minnesota team up. Mm-hmm. They're trying. They, they, they're trying to get him to the yeah. playoffs. But you're not a Minnesota fan, are you? No, I mean. Members of my family are, my father, my brother. I mean, they're not huge NBA fans, but if they have a team, that's who it is. Minnesota. I'm a Celtics fan. Celtics, okay. Mm. No one, okay, yeah. All right, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that works. You guys are good? Yeah. Celtics got, are good this year. So, I mean, do we play? No, I don't know if Lakers play, you guys. They will at some point. Okay. They will at some point. I tell you what, though, looking at some of the standings here, the Pistons are... In the nine spot in the East, they're ten and fourteen. Derrick Rose, though, the game winner the other night. That was nice. I loved it. That was nice. Listen, D Rose is what he said. I'm not gonna say it. he's made for this. He had a quote after the game. He said, "I I was born to do this," and an explicit word. But <laughs> he is. He's looking really good. He's looking like D Rose before his knee injury. I still think they're gonna make the playoffs as the eight seed. I really do. Pistons? Yeah. Oh yeah, they can. They, I mean, can. they They didn't get worse this offseason. I think they got better this offseason. They were 41 and 41 last year. I think they should get in as the 8 seed at the very least. Mr. Casey is trying to rely on his strengths, mm-hmm. his team's strengths and not his weaknesses. But sometimes that weakness is defense. Mm-hmm. And then they when that score starts to run away and them with like 5, 6 minutes left in the, in the in the fourth quarter, that's when they have problems. They need to learn to finish a little better. Speaking of teams that got better this offseason that are in in the playoff race, still way too early for it to be serious. But the Phoenix Suns are eleven and twelve. I know, isn't that great? That's that's ridiculous. If they make the playoffs, is that all they have to do for Monty Williams to be coach of the year? No, <laughs> come on, hold on. Okay, Wait that's a an overreaction. Coach of the year. Oh. There's some deserving guys out there for it. Scott Brooks somehow mm-hmm. has Oklahoma City in the playoff picture right now. I didn't think that was going to happen either. either. Everybody left. They only got Chris Paul, mm-hmm. CP3. 
But, like, I don't know. Mm. I mean, Rick Carlisle, you could make the case, because for a team that we thought had all offense, no defense, Dallas is 16-7. and seven. Luka! <laughs> Yo, they are actually playing. They beat the Lakers. Yes. Uh, what was it, last week, somewhere around They there? are actually playing good basketball. They are. I didn't expect that. I didn't I either. really didn't. But I knew they were going to be better with Luka and mm-hmm. um, um, Porzingis. Um, I knew they were going to be a little better. I didn't know they were going to be this good. No. I mean, we all knew they would be one of the best offenses in basketball, but they're actually playing enough defense to win games. That's what. That's what's winning games. Yes. Like, except, except when um, Lakers scored like 145 on the Minnesota Timberwolves the other day. I was like, <laughs> wow, there was no defense in that game at all. You have the case for Eric Spolstra. Miami, I thought, would be a playoff team as like a sixth seed. They're 18-6 and six to start the year. Listen, and I didn't, I didn't expect that I didn't either. see that either. Eric said it's time to get back to the ship, baby. And how about Nick Nurse? I mean, Toronto loses Kawhi. Now they're 16-7, and seven, albeit Pascal Siakam is a legit MVP candidate so mm, far. He, he's doing very well. He's awesome. If he, okay, they play, I believe, they play the, um, they play um, Clippers tonight. Yep, so, yep, in uh, Kawhi's return to Toronto. Exactly. If they win this game, then we could talk about it. You think so? Then we could talk about Kawhi it. Kawhi against Pascal Siakam? Listen, all I'm saying is Frank. Frank Vogel, baby. <laughs> he, look at the Lakers. Look at what we're doing. That's all I got. Do you like Frank Vogel as a head coach? He doesn't. I, I don't think he does a bad job. No. I think he does a pretty fair job as a head coach, mm-hmm. but I don't think the Lakers are 21 and three because of Frank Vogel's coaching. I think, I think Frank is kind of like how Ty Lue was um, back when they won the um, championship. Okay. All right. Ty Lue was a pretty good coach, but he also had major stars, right? He had Kyrie, he had Kevin Love, he had LeBron, of course, mm-hmm. and Frank, he has LeBron. He has Anthony Davis. He has Kuzma. He has Dwight Howard. He has names. He has these names that know how to play together. They played for a little while, and they are able to flow. So all he is is guiding them a little bit and then letting them go at it, and then boom. I tell you, what, he's a coach that won't get in his own way. Like, he won't trip over himself and make mistakes or make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Granted, the Lakers are this good because of their talent. Exactly. But Frank Vogel's not going to drag him down. He's not going to be like Jason Garrett with the Cowboys and have all the talent but hold the team back. He kind of reminds me of Eric Spolstra when the Heat were good earlier this decade. Eric, Eric is, is not a bad coach he's, at all. He's really not. He's another guy that won't get in his way, but he had the success he did because of the talent on his roster more than his coach. And then when they left, you saw how that how that turned mm-hmm. out. Miami was bad for a few years. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking good. Now they got a little more talent. But I see exactly what you mean. Frank is um, he he's a good he's a good enough coach for what we for what we have right now. Mm-hmm. He's basically the Ty Lue of of the Lakers right now. <laughs> I can see that because because. He's not he's not an offensive genius no. or defensive mind, but he's going to get better. I think LeBron makes him a better coach. Absolutely. You see, like he's learning from his veteran players. So like he'll get better as time goes on, but he's not what makes the Lakers right now. The Lakers. Danner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Let's take our last time out. When we come back, who will be crowned the Heisman Trophy winner this weekend? Plus, college football one fifty, the hundred fifty top head coaches in college football history next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. If you missed any of today's show, get caught up on demand. Check out our free mobile app. Get it from the Apple Store, Google Play, or look up ESPN UP. 
HoopsHQ.com. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you. Glad to have you along. I want to get into some college football talk here in a moment. But first, did you hear the story about Le'Veon Bell? He did not play <laughs> Sunday. He was ruled out with the flu. He was sick. However, Saturday, you know, we knew this by Saturday that he wasn't going to play the following day. Mm-hmm. But Saturday night, he was spotted at a local bowling alley. So he was too sick to play for the New York Jets on Sunday, mm-hmm. but he was healthy enough to go bowling Saturday night. I don't think he's going to be there next year. No. No, he's, oh my goodness, that's that's bad, dude. He can't stay out of his own way either. He can't. He can't. It's not like he's Brown. saying anything crazy or mm-hmm. anything like that. He's just, he's just not... Not doing what he's supposed to do. I love that he said the doctor told him, I don't want you to be cooped up at home. Go out and do something, even though I just diagnosed you as too sick to play tomorrow. <laughs> okay, bowling's not as, as you know, as, as you know, energy exerting no. as, fo- as an NFL football. Right. But you should still be home trying to get better, man. <laughs> watching your team, maybe watching a little film, yeah. seeing what you can do to help your team better because they're not good right now. I mean, either way, you just got to know it's a bad look if people see you out there doing this. Exactly. And you're not going to play the next day. He's in New York. He should have known someone was going <laughs> to spot him and then put it in the news. Like, come on, man. you got to be better than that. Did you see what Antonio Brown put on Twitter just a few hours ago? He photoshopped himself in like a Roman gladiator coliseum. He is on the ground. He's apparently been stabbed. There is somebody like a knight or a gladiator standing over him about to bring the sword down on him. His shield says ESPN on it, signaling the media. (laughs) And standing and watching are his agents who apparently let him have his cell phone back and he can do this kind of stuff. Um, Credit to him on the Photoshop work, though. Um, what? Yeah. Come Basically, what? he's saying the media and his agent betrayed him, and we are the reason for his downfall. Um, dude, you, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't... Uh... I don't got nothing to say about Antonio Brown anymore, man. He's tripping. He he used to be such such a nice guy, just just doing playing good football, being mm-hmm. the best receiver in the league. Then he got too big. He got too big, and now everything's blowing up. He doesn't have it his way. He should have stayed with Oakland because yep. Oakland would have been a really playoff um, playoff contender if he would have stayed. But goodness, man! Oh my goodness! I tell you what, let's get into some college football because this weekend we'll know who is the 2019 high. Trophy winner Jalen Hurts. You think so? You think Jalen Hurts can take it from Joe Burrow? I want. Listen, I want Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. He's he's the underdog in a way. They have a Oklahoma has a nine percent chance to win the, the whole thing right mm-hmm. now. Nine percent. I love Jalen Hurts because he proved he is a starting quarterback. Yeah, without Nick Saban, absolutely. And he's going to the to the playoffs, and Nick Saban's home. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. But Joe. Joe has been phenomenal. I just didn't think he was for real. I mean, he was putting up good numbers early on, and I'm like, okay, he can't do this. Uh, he's got to come down to earth at some point. Joe he Jaylen. hasn't. Joe. Yeah. Joe Burrow. He hasn't. He's He's been really good, really good in the pocket. Like, And that one play, I, I know you saw that one play where he juked out the Georgia defender. <laughs> that was an athletic play. That was nice. He's been – he's he's most likely going to take it, but – I want Jalen to win. I don't, I don't Chase Young. I don't really care. I, right. I'm, I don't really care about that. And the other one, the other um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I don't, I don't really care either. You talk about quarterbacks who transferred, and this year's college football playoff will probably set a record for it. It's only been around six years. The playoff has, mm-hmm. and so many of the quarterbacks' former teams are going to be sitting at home on their couch watching them. 
Kirby Smart let Justin Fields somehow get away from Georgia. He's going to be watching Justin Fields play in the playoff. How do Nick you Saban, do that? Jalen, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Like, and, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> do you just look at your talent and just like, eh, we got enough talent. We don't need the guy you. I want instead. Like, dude, come on. You should have known. Justin Fields coming out of college was the number he was the number one dual threat quarterback, mm-hmm. and he was the number two quarterback overall. Yeah, I saw his tape. I'm like, this dude is phenomenal yeah. in the right system. But it's that's the Georgia system was made for Jake Fromm. Yeah, and that's the problem. Ohio mm-hmm. State made his. He looks like an Ohio State quarterback. He does. Actually, he didn't really look like a Georgia quarterback. No. But Ohio State fits him a whole lot better because Ryan Day is doing is making the offense around him. Right. That's what you should do. That's how you have success is you build around your quarterback. What do you think John Harbaugh did with Lamar? And that's the thing. They didn't want to do that. Kirby didn't want to do that. And now look what happened. Justin Fields (laughs) going to the playoffs and you're not. So, oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Should there have been one more invitee to New York? I'm thinking of another Wisconsin running back like yourself. (laughs) Yes, 110%. Jonathan Taylor should be in New York. Whether he is going to win the Heisman or not, I don't think he would have if he was there. Mm -hmm. But he should be there. He should be a finalist. I I don't understand why he's not. He's been doing what he he's been doing it consistently Mm -hmm. every year. Like, why have you not considered Jonathan Taylor to be the – he's the best running back in college football. Yeah. He's the best running back. By far. They, uh, no J.K. Dobbins. No, 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 no Quincy Etienne. Or not Quincy Etienne. Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. No Travis A.J. Etienne. Dillon. Yeah. No, A.J. Dillon's good. He's good. Oh, yeah. He's definitely good. But, no. He, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football. By he's a wide margin. It. Exactly. I don't see why he's not in that conversation. Every year, every year there's been, like, some type of running back or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, Bryce Love. You know, Christian McCaffrey. All of them boys, but how is Jonathan Taylor not considered Heisman? I don't. He'll win the reward, the award for best running back. Oh yeah, he'll win that. But like, not best player. He's Wisconsin's best player. Absolutely. He may. He could be Big Ten's best player. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh my goodness, I forgot about him for a second. But I don't get it. I, I, I feel the same way. You think about it. Some schools that are known for producing great players at a certain position mm-hmm. i was done that the last couple of years with tight ends i think notre dame was tight end you for a while they produced some really good ones that all mm-hmm. had successful careers in the nfl tyler eifert tyler eifert you had kyle rudolph john mm-hmm. carlson was there for a couple of years mm-hmm. oklahoma starting to become quarterback you in a way you know they, they quarterbacky produce... running backs they have they have decent running they they pre- no they have really good running backs in college decent at nfl i'm starting to wonder if wisconsin is running back you running back you think about the guys they've produced. I kind of agree with that. Melvin Gordon. You even go back to Ron Dane. They've been doing this for a while. Monty Ball. Monty Ball thank you. <laughs> they do. No, they definitely have. He and James there. White. James White. Don't forget about. Yeah, they they that, that could be running back. You. I mean, he uh, Monty Ball. He wasn't there in the NFL long, but when he was there, it was memorable. It was impactful. Exactly. He should have been in there a little bit longer. Yes, he should have. But. But no, I, I I agree with that one. That could be running back you. I don't know who's gonna replace Jonathan. No. But uh, whoever replaces him, they they got a lot. They got some shoes to fill. Hey, quick before we run out of time, we might go a little bit over, and that's okay. Let's get to this college football 150. We're in our 150th year of college football, mm-hmm. so we're looking at the greatest coaches of all time. And some of our best writers at ESPN came out with a list of the top. 150 greatest college football coaches of all time. The top two both represent the Crimson Tide, both part of their dynasty eras. You have Paul Bear Bryant as mm-hmm. number one, followed by Nick Saban. 
Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. All right. For, forget it. Yeah. I, forget <laughs> it. Where, where did Pete Carroll fall on his list? Uh, Pete Carroll was like 50-something maybe. Okay. 37th. 37. Pete Carroll was number 37. Now, here's the thing. I like the list for the most part at the beginning. Around the top 10, absolutely. Mm. I disagree with it more as the list goes on. Really? Like, Gary Patterson is a great head coach. He's ahead of guys like Era Parsegian, uh, some of these legendary guys who mm. have won national championships, what have you. I don't like that Lou Holtz is all the way down at 23. I think he should be higher. 23? 23. Wow. I do like the top 10 for the most part. Paul Bear Bryant at number one. Then Nick Saban, Newt Rockney, who was kind of the founder of football as we know it, albeit it was a much different era where he was successful. Much different. He was at number three. Tom Osborne at number four. Eddie Robinson, all the success that he had for many years, for about six decades at Grambling. Charles mm-hmm. Wilkinson was number six. Joe Paterno, albeit with everything that went on from a football Strictly standpoint, he was number seven. Bobby Bowden was at number eight. Woody Hayes, for all of his, um, I, w- I don't even want to say off-the-field problems. How about on-the-field excessive anger? That's, that, that's uh, li- uh, Listen, anger is okay with me. I'm okay with that. Go ahead, be rowdy. Except for punching a player in the face can't, ending your career. Can't do that one. I watched that replay. I think it was the like 78 Sugar Bowl where... Clemson intercepts a pass that ices the game, and Woody Hayes punches the kid in the face on the sideline. That ended his career. Good Lord, that was just so stupid, dude. I understand. I understand you're angry, but come on. For all of his winning, yeah, he would regularly attack coaches, attack cameramen, attack refs, but he was a winner. He Mm -hmm. won 238 career games. He comes in at number nine, and then Frank Leahy, who I appreciate very much, Rounds out the top ten. Notre Dame just won his trophy over Boston College. You ever watch the Family Guy episodes like early on before they killed off Peter Griffin's father? You remember Francis Griffin was Peter's father? Yes, yes. He was the stereotypical traditional Irish Catholic, and that was Frank Leahy. Frank Leahy (laughs) would call his players lads. Like he was, that was straight up. Frank Leahy was Francis Griffin. Okay, I, I... That's fair. I agree with that. You see, I just I'm I'm looking more at the list right now. Dabo Sweeney mm-hmm. is already at 31. How about that? What? <laughs> what? Wow. That's that. Okay, here's the thing. It's like I don't want to diminish Division Three because you and I are both alums from Division Three schools. Correct. But John Gagliardi, who's one of the winningest head coaches all time and all of NCAA. He did that as a D3 coach, and he was wildly successful, make no doubt. Mm -hmm. But he's at number 16, while guys like uh, Fielding Yost is 18. Lou Holtz is 23. Dabo Sweeney's 38. I mean, I don't want to disparage Division Three, but are you telling me that John Gagliardi is a better coach all time than Lou Holtz, than Eric Parsegian, Pete Carroll? Uh... As a Division Three guy, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is good stuff. It is good stuff. I don't want to diminish what he's done, but right. you're doing it at different levels. At a different level, but I mean, it's he's still doing it. He is doing it. I mean, Grambling, it's Grambling. Grambling, exactly. <laughs> That's the, 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 they're they're not you know they're not FBS, but still, I mean, they, he they won, they win, and mm-hmm. they have success. 
and I guess that's what's making them the best. They're not. I guess they're not really. The list is not um, too much on Division One and stuff like that. And that's also why I like the list. They've got John Heisman one spot ahead of Dabo Sweeney, Daryl K. Royal. The fact that Dabo Sweeney's are on thirty-one. <laughs> Dabo, really, guys, really. He wins two, and he's great. Come on, guys. Y'all got to do better than that. And speaking of guys who are maybe a little over-enthusiastic, Woody Hayes, how about Frank Cush, 43rd on the list? 43rd. Oh, my god. Frank Beamer is ahead of Urban Meyer. I don't know if I like that. Where's Urban? Urban's at 46. Frank Beamer's 45. Dabo Sweeney's better than than, than, than Urban. According to the list, this is what I mean is I disagree with the list the more that I go down here. We, 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 let's make a list. We're going to have to make our own list. Jimmy this is... Johnson all the way down at 49th. Lloyd Carr all the way down at 50th. This is horrible. I, I don't know if I like this. The more I go down on this list, the less I like it. You know what? You're right. This yeah. is horrible. I mean, Bill Snyder is Far and away. He's about... Old Man Bill! Old Man Bill is 55th. That is about 30 spots ahead of Howard Schnellenberger. Oh, my... Brian Kelly is on this list ahead of Howard Schnellenberger. I don't get it. I don't... Who put this together? I don't know, Tanner, but we got a call. (laughs) It is ESPN. It's the mothership, so... Oh, my goodness. This is horrible. (laughs) Why is Brian Kelly 89th on this list? I don't... I don't know. I'm... Do you know I'm still stuck on Dabo being 31? <laughs> Do you know how ridiculous that is? Better than Urban Meyer? Urban has done it at two schools. The more oh that you goodness. go down this list, the less that I like it. Dennis Erickson is at 83. Mel Teeters, my, I appreciate that. Northwestern okay. Iowa, 86. Dan Devine is at 88. Right ahead of Brian Kelly and Barry Alvarez. Hayden Fry is at 91. Uh, I'm just... Come on, guys. Y'all know old man Bill has is, done wonders at KS. Philip Fulmer made the top 100. Philip okay. Fulmer is still in it. How about that? Interesting. How about that? Is it, mm. This is quite the list. This is fascinating. <laughs> Tanner's loving top it. 100? I mean, I'm not loving the list, but it's like, it's, it's fascinating. They d- hey, Roger Harry. All right, Roger Wisconsin La- lacrosse, Wisconsin lacrosse, baby. Hey, D three. All right, all right. That's a little. He has. A, he had a decent record. I heard about him definitely when I was in Wisconsin. Jimbo Fisher comes in at one ten. I would put Jimbo Fisher ahead of Brian Kelly. Definitely, I would. Jimbo, one ten. He's won a title. Hey, he's you, won a D one title. They call. They think. Oh my goodness. Oh my. God. Goodness! All right, it's fascinating but frustrating at the same time. You know what? Let's become D um, coaches and just get on this list. That could work. I'm with it because this is ridiculous. <laughs> Obviously, you don't got to do too much because this is ridiculous. Jimbo's record is not bad. No. Oh my, it's not bad at all. Mark well, Richt is all the way down at 136. That's not right. That's really. Not right. Les Miles is 140th. No. Yes. <laughs> wow. I don't know about this list. The farther down you get, I don't know. The less I like it. Okay. Listen, Mark Rick did amazing yes, in Georgia. He did. Amazing. This is re- He didn't do too hot in Miami. It was eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. That they they what was it? I believe it was um going into my um it was I was a junior, mm-hmm. then going into my senior year. 
Um, they were they got they were ranked number four mm-hmm. for the college football playoffs, and then they lost to Pitt. Yep, and I remember they were doing so. They so just well. thrashed Notre Dame the week earlier. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, this team can actually do it." Miami's back. I I don't know. If, well, they're not anymore. No, <laughs> no, that, no. That's what I thought. Miami's back, baby. And, and and then no. Texas thought that last year though. Yeah, Sam said we're back and we're uh, back. I and you're no. really not. No, seven and five. I would have loved to see a Texas versus Miami um, game, though. Oh, boy. That would have been, that. That been amazing. I, I just glanced at it briefly. Maybe I missed him. I didn't see Bob Stoops even in the top 150. I mean, really? That's why this is this – guys, is we're making list. our own list. We're making our own list because this is horrible. Next week we're going to have the ESPN-UP top 150. Oh, my goodness. Listen, we'll do that. We'll make an ESPN top 150 um, players of all time, too. I tell you what, we went over time, but that's okay. We we it was worth it. It was wholesome content. Definitely, definitely. Appreciate you, my man. It was good having you back. Always. Anything always. you want to plug coming up at ABC Ten? Oh man, our boy John Michael Hoefling's creating the greatest feature package I've ever seen with Philip Ballou over at Northern University. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. You know, we also <clears throat> also got our Friday night frenzy coming back mm-hmm. with basketball. With basketball season in play, it's gonna be fun. Besides that. Getting ready for the holidays. All right. Getting ready. Man, only a couple weeks away. Let's see. Two weeks from today is Christmas Day. I will be be in my apartment here, but three days after that, I'll be Sunshine State. Sunny Miami. Sunny Miami, baby. Pina coladas on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I'm back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. It's my hope you join me. Until then, for Tyree Smith, I'm Tanner Hoops on ESPN, UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.